Welcome to a brand new episode of the Marketing Business Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Whitnish, and today the conversation is around the power of niching or niching if you're in the United States. And I honestly believe that this process is the key to freedom and scalability and optimization in your business. So attracting clients with ease in marketing, having a very high conversion in the sales process, making fulfillment easy, making client results easy, which leads to a great reputation and more referrals. Yet very few people are prepared to niche down. And I understand this because I just made the mistake again, even after being in business for 13 years now, running a company with our new agency content only, which is in its first 12 months, we were doing our marketing, uh, we were starting to attract a lot of inbound, but all the inquiries were completely different industries and different businesses. And I realized there was an element of scarcity to that. When we started and set up content only, we positioned it as premium content for premium brands. Now that is super broad and very unniche. And as these clients started reaching out and we started looking at how we could contribute to their success and help them with their content, we realized that every single one, because they're in different industries, different end clients, different solutions, different products, different services, it's going to have a completely different process. And that's going to get very confusing for our fulfillment team, very hard to optimize for the client, which means it's probably going to reduce the quality that we deliver for them, which will mean that there's a lower retention, but significantly less referrals and word of mouth business. So if you're running into any of those challenges, have a look at how broad your market is right now. And if you niche down a little bit, how much easier life could be. And so we realized that our clients that we are able to get the best results for in terms of building a brand and content marketing. And we had some incredible case studies uh, over many years through our other agency that we'd provided content services for uh, in the construction space. So trade type businesses. And we knew how to optimize content for that industry. We knew all the tags, all the posting rhythms, all the schedules, what their target clients are looking for, what separates them, what gets the results. So when it comes to fulfillment for our team, we can have cookie cutter systems for when it comes to optimizing for those clients. We can also streamline onboarding. We can streamline what we need from the clients. We can streamline delivery and know that it's going to work. The output's going to be great in every single case for the clients. So again, I had to go through a several month loop-de-loop to get back to understanding the power niching. Now, doing this too also makes our marketing a lot more deliberate. So when we write content or when we're advertising and looking to bring in new clients to the agency, we can speak to a very specific set of problems. So in the construction space, a lot of the the people running those businesses, they don't have the time or space to take professional photos, uh, write posts, getting them on social media, how to accurately convey their portfolio, their capabilities and social proofs. And yet it's costing them business if they don't do it because people end up price shopping and they can't see the quality of their, of their work, how they're different. Uh, they lose quotes, they have a poor conversion. They have to eat into their margins to, to price match and uh, they lose jobs out to competitors who do inferior work. So there's a whole set of things that we can instantly speak to when we're advertising, when we're making contact with the owners of these businesses, that they're going to feel like we understand where they're coming from, that we can solve their problems. And also in that niche, uh, if they're winning large projects that are highly profitable, one or two of those projects instantly covers our services for the year. So there's an incredible ROI and upside on going down this process. So you want to sit down and unpack who can you solve big problems for quickly that you really understand, who's going to get a tremendous ROI from your services, your product, your solutions, 
that they're going to become raving fans and they're going to want to tell other people about it. Another thing that we can also do is be exclusive, which adds in a layer of scarcity to what we're offering, which is maybe a little bit outside the, the niching conversation, but a really powerful marketing strategy. So we're only going to work with one trade category in each state. So one carpenter, one plumber, one electrician, etc. And that means that once that spot's filled, we're only marketing for their brand in that state. So we can get them to that number one destination brand in their industry, which is super powerful. And then if there, for some reason there was a churn or they didn't continue, then we'd probably have another client on a wait list that would be interested in stepping in and taking up that position. So it's got a very strong continuity model built in. And we also, with each client, we know what our costs are going to be because it's very streamlined. So it's easy to predict profit, cash flow, and understand um, how we can build that business that serves us, myself and the queen who own the company, but also serve our team and make sure that their lives are easy uh, there's minimal overwhelm and we can pass on some of the, the profit and success to, to them as well. So one of the challenges, I guess, is if you're early on in the business journey is understanding who those clients are going to be and, and who to niche down to. And sometimes it can be trial and error. You have to work with a few different clients to work out the attributes of the clients you don't want, who causes the most headaches, who pays late, uh, who... Uh, is the highest maintenance uh, in order to work out which clients are the best. So you work with a few to, to find out what those attributes are. But a great place to start can actually be by making a list of who you don't want your clients to be. So what are some of the uh, traits or characteristics of people you don't want to work with in terms could be demographical in terms of where they live, their household income, where they shop, those types of things may influence that. Uh, it could be that they're at a certain stage in their development, their career, in their business journey or whatever it is. And just get crystal clear on who you don't want to work with because sometimes you can craft a message that helps repel those people. And they're the, generally the clients that if you do work with someone that isn't a great fit and you can't get the best outcome for, they're going to steal the most joy out of your business uh, in terms of that high maintenance, that time. ROI, uh, not referring and, and churning and, and requiring to get replaced a lot sooner. So if you can start there, if you're not sure what to niche to, that's a great place. What don't you want in a client? Then you can flip that as well and go, okay, if we were to have a dream client, uh, what do those characteristics look like? And based on our experience in life so far, you can sit down as a team, you can do it with a third party. Who do I feel we can get the best result for that is in the best position to pay us uh, to exchange that value? Because if the value far exceeds the price, then there's going to be minimal objection in the sales process and they're far more likely to move forward with the solution. So it's a very powerful conversation to start having. Now, if we go back to the overwhelm that I was experiencing from a lack in niching, uh, on the weekend I went and stayed in a hotel, which was amazing because I was feeling... Like there's a lot of things in my head swirling around and I need to compartmentalize them and capture them and, and put them down. And one of that was because we were trying to appeal to far too many industries and types of clients. And I reverse engineered that back to a level of scarcity. And that's not saying no to clients and money or well, we can help them so we can get paid is actually a form of scarcity. 
And through that process, we're going to create a, a business that, yes, it would have uh, been able to help some different industries or different clients, but it would have been a lot harder to scale, a lot less profitable. And again, those client outcomes would diminish if we're working in diverse areas and we don't have a systemized, proven approach uh, with those types of clients. And you got to look at your own relationship and why you're not niching or not narrowing down in your market. Is it out of scarcity? Is it out of fear that you're going to have to turn some business away and say no? Because uh, when I pulled it all away, that was one of the things that was uh, underlying for me, which you think after 13 years that things like that would start to subside and not exist, but it was the facts. It was reality. But the relief and the deep breath I could take when I realized how simple our business is going to be moving forward and how easy it is going to be to market, how easy it is going to be to get client results, that sense of relief was so freeing. And uh, I'm more motivated, more inspired uh, to produce now because I know what to focus on. I've removed the overwhelm, that the doubt's gone, the fear's gone, what am I going to do next? Because if you're marketing to a broad market, how do you write the copy that's appealing? How do you have a conversion process that works? How do you create collateral? So your offers, things that you send to prospects that are going to speak to their problems so they actually feel like you're going to provide a solution. Now, because we've niched, that's straightforward. We know exactly what to do. We can write the copy that's going to speak to those problems. We can create things to assist in the conversion process in the sales conversation. We can give real case studies and real examples that they can relate to. And consequently, that's just going to boost all areas. So my invitation to you is to consider how you can niche. And again, who can pay you the most money and get the biggest result from the solutions that you provide? That's the question I'll be looking at. And who do you definitely not want as a client? So you can repel those people that are going to, or those types of clients that are not a fit and they're going to get the, the lowest results and they're going to be the highest maintenance and they're not going to refer you business. And if you can dial in that dream client and also dial in that worst case scenario client, then you're going to need a really good starting point to start getting your marketing on point. And you can imagine how much easier it is going to be when you know exactly who that client is to talk to their problems, talk to their desires, understand their frustrations, and then give them several examples of how your solutions have helped someone else in their shoes and situation. So you're going to need a much higher sales conversion and be much more profitable because your systems are so efficient. So there's less time involved in the processes. You're able to deliver faster results, which again, people pay for speed and efficiency in fulfillment. So you're going to be able to do that at a much higher level. And as a consequence, again, that referral word of mouth reputation based business is going to skyrocket and you're going to have a tremendous brand. So Consider what I've just spoken about, about how much easier your life could be in terms of fewer moving parts, less things to think about, less overwhelm, and how much more on point your marketing system, sales, training for your team, client results are going to be if you niche, because I've just gone through this realization myself, and go, how can we niche down to that next level if it's applicable, and make our business and life easier, because to me, it's the most freeing thing as a business owner, and if you're following and looking at behind the scenes of what we do with our businesses, you'll get to see this unpack and how it translates out into the marketplace in terms of our own marketing, our content strategy and the testimonials case studies we share from clients. And it's I think it's a great example, having been in business for a long time, but still making a, a very fundamental mistake. And I've heard it a million times from 
mentors, from influencers and people that teach about the power of the niche and how you can, because you can get more efficient at delivering results for clients, you can actually charge a lot more and command a lot more because you can uh, deliver much more value. Yet I'd overlooked it in the early stages of building content only through that scarcity mindset and thinking. But having reset that and niche now, uh, it's off to work. And it's, it's a very simple business. And my invitation is for you to consider doing the same if you're feeling overwhelmed, stuck, and the business is getting complex and having a lot of moving parts. So that's it for today's episode. Very focused, um, short and narrow. But if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you're following because there'll be lots more conversations like this that hopefully give you a distinction that help and make your business, your marketing, your sales, your life just easier in general. Uh, if you want to engage or reach out, ask a question, there should be methods to do that in the show notes. But I appreciate you for tuning in and I'll be back again very soon with another episode of the Marketing Business Wealth Podcast.